0: Second Kings chapter 14, verse one. In the second year of Joash, son of Joahaz, king of Israel, began Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, to reign. The Bible is just explaining to us that at the same time that Amaziah was reigning in Judah, King Joash was reigning in Israel. 2. He was twenty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. Amaziah became king when he was twenty-five, and he reigned until he was fifty-four. 3. And he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not like David his father, he did according to all that Joash his father had done. Amaziah of Judah is a good king overall but he's not as devoted to God as King David was. For you and I, that's not good enough. We live in the New Covenant, where we're covered by the blood of Christ, and there's no reason why we can't be 100% devoted to the Lord. There's no excuse, and really there's no excuse in the Old Testament either, but even more so today when we have the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, which liberates us from the bondage of sin, and transforms our heart, our mind, and our soul so that we no longer desire to sin. We'll still sin sometimes, but it isn't because that's our desire, it's just because of human weakness. And then we repent as quickly as we can, and get back on track with him. Because we now have new desires, we have his desires, because he's alive in us. A Christian is required to be 100% for God. For, howbeit the high places were not taken away, the people still sacrificed and offered in the high places. God holds leaders responsible for what the people under them do. Now, each man will be punished according to his own personal sin, so a leader doesn't get punished for the sins of the people, but he does get punished or disciplined for being a bad leader. And being a bad leader can actually cause the people under you to sin. With a lot of the kings of Israel, they allowed the people to continue offering pagan sacrifices on the hills, even though they themselves did not practice paganism. But you will notice with the prophets and some of the good kings, they would stop the people from offering pagan sacrifices. They didn't turn a blind eye to the sin of the people. They addressed it and made a change. And Joash doesn't do that. 5 And it came to pass as soon as the kingdom was established in his hand, that he slew his servants who had slain the king his father. Amaziah got revenge against the servants who had killed Joash his father. Remember there were two servants who killed Joash, probably because they saw him as a weak leader, but his son Amaziah has punished them. 6 But the children of the murderers he put not to death, according to that which is written in the book of the law of Moses, as the Lord commanded, saying, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the fathers, but every man shall be put to death for his own sin. This commandment is still true today when you stand before the throne of judgment. Each person will be condemned according to his or her own sin. When we lead other people to sin, they get punished for their own sin. We may get punished for leading them into sin, but we do not get punished for their actual sin. Amaziah rightfully does not kill the children of those who killed his father. He only kills those who killed his father. 5 He slew of Edom in the Valley of Salt 10,000 and took Sela by war, and called the name of it Jokthil unto this day. He killed 10,000 Edomites, and the Edomites are cousins to the Israelites, but they are pagans and they often fight in battle with the Israelites. So he conquered 10,000 of them, and he took the area of Sela, and renamed it Jokthil. Jokthil means God subdued. Amaziah was giving the Lord credit for taking that land back. 8. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. That is an invitation to fight. The king of Judah has now challenged the king of Israel to a battle. This is sad because they are both kings over the Israelites. 9. And Jehoash the king of Israel sent to Amaziah king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by the wild beasts that were in Lebanon, and trod down the thistle. 10. Thou hast indeed smitten Edom, and will thy heart lift thee up? Glory therein, and remain at home. For why shouldst thou meddle with evil, that thou shouldst fall, even thou and Judah with thee? This parable that the king of Israel has said to Amaziah, the king of Judah, is that he's insulting Judah by calling them a thistle and calling Israel a cedar. And he's holding Judah responsible for the death of the two pagan queens that Israel gave them. The king of Israel is pointing out how weak Judah is, and he says, You had victory in Edom. Why don't you just glory in that instead of trying to fight us, too? Because when you try to fight us, you are going to lose. The king of Israel is telling the king of Judah just stay home, don't come to fight us. 11 But Amaziah would not hear. So Jehoash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongeth to Judah. Amaziah the king of Judah still wants to fight Israel. Maybe he thinks he can because Israel is practicing paganism and he believes that God will back him up, but he hasn't asked God. See this is so key with all the leaders of Israel, whether they are judges or kings. If they don't ask God, they almost always fail. And Amaziah should have asked, but he didn't, so they fought on Judah's territory. Which isn't in Judah's favor to fight on their own territory. It's not going to be good. 12. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. Israel was winning the battle, so Judah retreated. 13. And Jehoash king of Israel took Amaziah king of Judah the son of Jehoash the son of Ahaziah at Beth Shemeth, and came to Jerusalem, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim unto the corner gate four hundred cubits. Jerusalem has a wall as well that you have to enter gates to get through. One of those gates is for the tribe of Ephraim. It must be on the side where Ephraim's territory is. And the king of Judah, Jehoash, has broken down part of that wall. Plus he captured Amaziah the king of Judah. 14 And he took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasures of the king's house, the hostages also, and returned to Samaria. The king of Israel spoiled Jerusalem, and took gold and silver and hostages. 15 Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash which he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? We'll read more about it when we get to Chronicles. And Jehoash slept with his fathers, he died, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and Jeroboam his son reigned in his stead. This is Jeroboam the second. We've already had one Jeroboam in Israel who was a very evil king and his line was cut off. He was one of the first kings of Israel. Now, this is Jeroboam the second who isn't related to the Jeroboam the first. There's no relation. He is the fourth generation after Jeshu. God had prophesied that Jeshu would only have four generations, which means when this Jeroboam ceases to reign, his son will not take over. It'll be somebody else who he's not related to. seventeen. And Amaziah, the son of Joash, King of Judah, lived after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, King of Israel fifteen years. See it's backtracking. Because it just told us Amaziah died in battle, and now it's telling us how long Amaziah lived. It's just backtracking and covering his whole life so that you'll understand the year that he died. Because when we add up all of these year clues that were given in the history of the Kings, along with the year clues that were given in the history of the Judges, then we know along with the other clues of times that were given When the patriarchs were born, and when they died, and when they had their firstborn sons, when you add up all those numbers, you realize that Christ was born approximately 4,000 years after Adam was created. That's why the Bible gives you all these years. 9 And they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish, and slew him there. Amaziah died of a conspiracy. Joash of Israel captured Amaziah and then it was later that Amaziah was killed by people conspiring against him. He found out that men were trying to kill him and he ran to Lachish to hide, but they continued to pursue him and they killed him in the town of Lachish. 20. And they brought him upon horses, and he was buried at Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. Even after he died by conspiracy, they still gave him a king's burial. 21. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. So now Azariah is the king of Judah. 22 He built Eleth, which is a town, and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Sounds like Azariah died after he built the town of Eleth. 23 In the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam That's Jeroboam II, the son of Joash king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria, and reigned forty and one years. Jeroboam's whole reign was forty-one years. 24 And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Jeroboam II is sinning just as much as Jeroboam I sinned, but they are not related. 25 He restored the border of Israel from the entrance of Hamath unto the Sea of Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke by the hand of his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet, who was of Gath-hefer. This is the same Jonah that we are going to read about later in the book of Jonah, which means Jonah knew King Jeroboam II. He was alive during King Jeroboam's time. We will remember that when we are reading the book of Jonah and Jeroboam the second restored part of the border of the 10 tribes of Israel. 26 For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, for there was none shut up nor left at large, neither was there any helper for Israel. The pagans had killed a lot of Israelite men, and there was no warrior or king who could help them. 27 And the Lord said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam the son of Joash. So he used Jeroboam the second to be this great warrior to save Israel. We had read a chapter or two ago that the Lord sent a savior to Israel and that is this Jeroboam the second who was a great warrior. Now he's not a spiritual savior but he is a savior in the sense of saving them from their pagan enemies. 28 Now the rest of the Acts of Jeroboam, and all that he did in his might, how he warred, and how he recovered Damascus and Hamath for Judah in Israel, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? This is interesting because he also recovered land for Judah, and that makes a little bit of sense since he invaded Judah and took Amaziah hostage it would make sense that he helped restore Judah a little bit cuz after all the people of Judah are israelites and Jeroboam the king of Israel is also an israelite so whatever he does for Judah he's doing for his own people 29 and Jeroboam slept with his fathers even with the kings of Israel and Zechariah his son reigned in his stead This Zechariah is not to be confused with Zechariah the prophet who we'll read about later. This is King Zechariah, a different person. And now in 2 Kings chapter 14, it's ending with Zechariah being the king of Israel and Azariah being the king of Judah. And that concludes 2 Kings chapter 14.